Hello, my name is Janet Shreve. I'm the Director of Shreve Care Services and this is my podcast, You Care, I Care, talking with people who have different experiences of the care sector. And I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Vanessa White. Vanessa is a breakup and divorce coach. So thank you for coming, Vanessa, and thank you for your time. Thank you for inviting me, Janet. It's lovely to be here. So can you tell me a little bit about how you started on your very long journey? Because it's a very, very different type of care that you provide. Because everybody thinks about care being just care, but care is all sorts of different types of care, which is really why I'm intrigued and looking forward to having you on the podcast. I started my business really because I wanted to help people in the situation that I'd been in about 10 years ago when there wasn't really help around um, like I provide now. So that was the kind of nub of why I started training, first of all, to become an accredited breakup and divorce coach. I've been through my own divorce and um, I sort of navigated my own way through that. And I realised that actually it was very traumatic very difficult to kind of get through and divorce and relationship breakup is actually known to be the second most traumatic life event after death of a loved one so we really do need to kind of focus on it and take care of ourselves through it. I think most people, certainly me being one of them, because I'm I'm divorced myself, I hadn't realised, and I think when we first met, I said, oh, I wish I'd known about you all those years ago. But a lot of people don't even know that, that you're out there. No, I think you're very right, Janet. I get told that and asked that so many times. Um, many people say, oh, I wish I'd known you about 10 years ago or five years ago or whenever. And I think it's it's great doing things like this with you because it does get uh, my profession known. There are quite a few of us around now, but it's still relatively niche and new in the, f- the form of life coaching. But I think it's really, really important and growing really quite rapidly. And if I look at sort of what I actually do, I work with individuals who maybe before they actually break up, Sometimes they need support with making the decision as to what to do next. Maybe there's been a sort of hand grenade thrown into their relationship like infidelity or addiction or something like that. And they're sort of deciding, should I stay? Should I go? And they just need support doing that. Sometimes it's obviously immediately after a breakup or or separation where they're just on the floor crying the heartbreak is real and very, very difficult to even kind of get up and have a shower. So they just need real care in terms of being able to stop crying sometimes and actually start to put one foot in in front of the other. And that's sort of a very difficult time for people. And then there's the whole practical element after a breakup, particularly if you're going through a divorce, where, you know, you might have children involved, there's obviously finances to sort out. So I can help support people through that, which again is is very challenging. And then I have a lot of clients who come after they finish their divorce or breakup, and they basically are stuck. They don't know how to move forward. They don't know how to create a life they want. They're lonely, they're isolated. And I help them move forward with that. So have you found that quite emotional for yourself being involved, having gone through this experience yourself 
and understanding how difficult it is. You must find it quite draining on you. It is an emotionally demanding role, I would say. So yes, it it is because you're totally invested. I'm totally invested in my clients. And when I see them, you know, obviously I care about them and I my focus is totally on them. And because I'm helping them to feel better, hopefully, even if it's only tiny, tiny bits step by step, obviously I'm absorbing some of that <laughs> negativity, I suppose, that 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 from them in terms of for them to feel better I have to sort of try and take that away a little bit so you know that I do take that on board and so you know I have to also care about myself because obviously if I'm not in a good position um, you know and sometimes I hear really quite traumatic stories Um, you know I have a, a specialism in domestic abuse and toxic relationships and obviously that can sometimes be very, very difficult to listen to when people are in those situations. And you do sometimes reflect on that, obviously, after your your session with a client. And so I have, I've had to learn self-care to be able to disassociate from that so that I can help the next client in the same way that I have the previous one. I was going to say that's the bit that I think must be really draining. It's interesting because... When I'm doing it and doing my job, I suppose it's like any of us, um, I'm not really focused on that. I'm not thinking about that. It is my focus is on the person I'm trying to support. But it is definitely draining. And, you know, I manage my time appropriately because, you know, there's only so many one-to-one client appointments, particularly first appointments, that I can really schedule in a day. At the end of the day, the client who's there not to get the best of me that the first client in the day had. So I do sort of make myself aware of that. Yeah, I I can understand that because although I didn't work in in the sector you do, I certainly found that when I was going and doing care plans and particularly visiting people in hospital, sometimes you'd come out and you just had to sit in the car and cry for a bit because they'd affected you in whatever way it was and and I think it must be particularly particularly when you're dealing with people who've who've suffered abuse you're very emotionally involved with that yes I think you are and I'm I'm a survivor of domestic abuse myself and so sometimes you do still get slightly triggered I suppose by what people say and that's something again as a professional I've had to learn I mean I've done my own self-care and my own kind of work and growth and and help for myself but you still sometimes something just takes you back to a moment in your life um and I've learned as you know in my training and in my experience to take my emotion out of it and I can sort of handle those feelings if I get them now you know people are being very vulnerable with me so you know, what I'm asking them to do is sort of really open up to me. And obviously, they've come looking for the help and support in the first place. But it's not an easy ride to kind of open up your heart and soul, cry in front of someone you don't know if they, if they choose to. Um, you know, and I take that as a massive compliment, actually, because, you know, we know ourselves that being upset in front of people is is quite difficult Um, and so I I take it as a compliment and you know I feel like sometimes you know that is part of the healing but I recognise it's not easy for them to do it Um, 
but it's part of my job. That's why I'm there at the end of the day. How long did it take to do your training? Um, well, I actually did did two um, two levels of course actually. So I did my accreditation, which involved um, sort of online um, studying with a, um, a coach and also a sort of course workbook, a lot of examples and things like that. You had to do case studies and practicing um obviously with clients and things like that then write up some coursework two sets of coursework to be assessed and passed before you get your accreditation and I did that bit around covid time I think and then I did a master accreditation which is kind of the next level up which focuses a lot more on domestic abuse and toxic relationships and that involved doing some work with a domestic abuse charity and sort of being involved in one of their support groups Um, and again you then had to do practicing with clients you had to write up coursework so there's quite a lot involved in that I was going to say it must be because of the well of the of the complexities really yeah I think so and how I see it is my own best interest for me to to get the most out of it you've got to kind of put as much into it in terms of the learning so the more you put into the course because you you know it's not just a sort of reading books and writing an essay there's a lot of sort of um practicing role playing it's talking to other people on the course buddying up so there's a lot of sort of discussion and so you really sort of explore the issues that might come up and you have also an ability to learn how to actually structure a session anyone can sort of set themselves up as as a coach these days in in anything but you know I've got accreditation so clients know that I'm certified I have studied I have got the sort of nuances of the topic that I'm I'm working in um, and I have got then got this master accreditation which kind of gives me a much more in-depth knowledge and practical skills that I can use with clients. So have you ever had anybody that you thought I just can't deal with this? No, is it? No, is the short answer. I mean, it's a really interesting question, actually, Janet. No, is the short answer. You know, clients sometimes they they vary. Sometimes they come with a really specific thing that they really want help on, and they know really clearly what that is, um, and that could be at any stage of their sort of journey. Other clients sort of, they obviously know they need help, but they really can't get to the nub of what is really bringing them to me at a particular time. And so it's for me to help them explore what that is, explore feelings and emotions around why they've come to see me. And very often, even the people who are really specific about what they want to come and get help with, once they start sort of talking and we start going into things, It can often be something really quite different that becomes more of the issue that they didn't really realise was sort of bubbling away underneath. Yeah, I mean, obviously, sometimes when there's an awful lot of trauma, particularly where children are involved and things like that, you know, I did wonder if there was ever anything you felt, actually, I don't know that I'm the right person or... What I do with clients always, uh, however the clients approach me, um, because sometimes that's through collaboration with other professionals like family lawyers, who I obviously work quite closely with... But also it could just be someone coming from my website or from talking to somebody else. However they come to me, I always have a chat with them first and that's no obligation, there's no cost to it. But I think it's really, really important that somebody 
has spoken to me so that they can see whether I'm the right person for them because we're building a relationship and having a rapport with me is vital for them to get the best outcome and not everyone's going to like the way I work or who I am and that's absolutely fine you know I want the best for the potential client so I always have that chat to give them that opportunity they can ask me any questions Likewise, I can really sort of try and understand what they're looking for help with. And I would never take on a client that I felt I was not the best person to help. You know, sometimes it may not actually be a breakup and divorce coach they should be seeing. It might be some totally different profession and I would be able to point that out to them. Or maybe they're looking for something that, you know, is just not what I specialise in or that I really feel I can give them the depth they need and I would never be afraid to say that because you know they ultimately will be paying for a service I want to give them the best service and I want them to feel better I mean that's the whole point and if I can't do that for them I'm more than happy for them to you know recognise that and to go elsewhere do you have a requisite number of times you see people or is or do you suggest for I don't know five or ten or whatever it is I actually don't Janet I think that's again a really good question and I think the reason is that the area of work we're in is very individual so you might have 10 people all at sort of the same stage of their breakup for example or divorce what they're saying how they're doing what they're wanting is so totally different and obviously everyone views things from their own map of the world so we bring in our family upbringing our culture everything our education you know our influences so even if you've got those 10 people and they're at the same stage their maps of the world are all different so I feel like they they all need individual care and some need only a couple of appointments because they are very specific and that's what they need and then they are ready kind of on their way some you know need more appointments at one point and and that's fine and others sort of have a couple of appointments and then they have to go away and essentially do some actions take some action and then they will come back and have another couple of appointments and then do some more actions and so on. And I think also what I find in my line of work is that someone who comes, say, during their divorce and they're looking at help with working out how to support the children and how to work as a co-parent with their ex-partner, what you find is that as they move through that process and so they then they get on track with that, but something else comes up, like they're then thinking... I want to build my self-esteem and I want to feel better about myself. So we work on that. And then it might be, actually, I'd really love to have a new relationship, but I don't know how to have a healthy relationship. And so we then work on that. So there's a sort of evolution through the process with some people that it kind of moves on and they get help with the kind of next thing. So it really varies. So I kind of don't like to say it's for appointments or whatever, because I feel more comfortable and I think for clients it's really kind of working with their needs by saying let's see what you need. So it's really what works for them. Yeah. Do you have both men and women that come to you which is interesting? Yes I do. Some coaches like me only will see one sex or another 
for various different reasons. I would see male and female I have currently on my books. I enjoy seeing both. I feel, I suppose, the issues are the same that they're dealing with. So I'm just as equipped to help a man going through issues as I would be a woman. And some, you know, some men actually look for a female therapist. Um, You know, I would say I'm a type of therapist and some actually want, particularly when it's to do with relationships, I think, and I've had clients actually say this to me, they want a female perspective on things because obviously they don't have that. Um, It's quite interesting. So yes, I value actually working with both. I learn a lot from my male clients as well because obviously I see a different perspective. That's probably what's really quite interesting is when you get both sexes that say actually this or that or whatever it may be and and I think the the really important thing is that everything that they do with you is completely confidential oh yes absolutely I mean there's never any you know even if I share I share testimonials that I get but I mean there there's no name there's not even a sort of Mrs X or a Mr Y or whatever I, they're just sort of the the comment they've made about me no it's totally confidential I would never obviously divulge anything and it's a safe space for them. So whether they're male or female, they know they're coming. It's it's safe for them to talk. It is confidential. I'm not emotionally involved. So they can literally be and show up as they want to. And most people do cry during a session. I mean, I don't think it's because I'm terrible. <laughs> I think, you know, the emotion and, you know, someone actually listening to them. And I think because it's that confidential safe space they can just let everything go. And, you know, I think that's part of self-care in this arena. You know, it's okay to cry because it is incredibly difficult. I mean, you know yourself, you know, being divorced, it's incredibly difficult time. And it's okay to cry. That is part of the healing process and how we move through our feelings. But, you know, what I help them with is that they're not literally crying all the time we find ways of then them being able to lift themselves out of that because that's the kind of important balance feel our emotions when we're feeling them whether that's anger or guilt or you know loneliness or sadness whatever and kind of allow ourselves to sort of embrace that in a way even though it's uncomfortable but then find ways of flipping that around so that we can then focus on something more positive and it's the balance of those two that actually allow individuals to move through these very very difficult times of life. And do you ever deal with children or is it just with adults if or if you had to deal with children would you refer them to someone else or what? I have never been asked to deal with children. I do help a lot of parents. So the client would be the parent, but I help them to navigate the process with their child or children. And what I mean by that is obviously what I want is for the parent to feel that they are equipped to help their children and support them because obviously they're the ones with them all the time so I will talk to the parent about you know if they bring me issues their their child's having or that they're having with communicating with their children because obviously you know anyone who's got children knows that their children's interests and welfare is paramount isn't it and I think there's a lot about sort of how do they communicate with their children what do they say when do they tell them they're getting a divorce how do they tell them who tells them 
and then all the emotions afterwards and it's a sort of a toxic or abusive situation there's a lot of issues about parenting post separation with a toxic other parent and that can be really really quite challenging and needs some really specific guidance and help around because it's slightly different than if you have two healthy-minded parents so I do quite a lot of work with that but really equipping the parent to be able to support their child because that's what the child really needs. Honestly Vanessa I think we well we did meet a couple of weeks ago didn't we I think we could talk all all day Um, and I really really appreciate um, you coming in to talk to me today because I think when I started the podcast it was always about you care I care and care as I said I think at the beginning covers a whole ream of different subjects and caring for yourself at that point in your life which is often one of the most difficult is so frequently overlooked it is I think it's totally underestimated I mean you know perhaps I would say that because it's my job but I really would say it really is it affects everything whether we work how we work our families our wider circle obviously ourselves and I think it's it's really important that people do take care of themselves through that process, be kind to themselves, seek help if they need it. There are people out there like me to help them, but, you know, surround themselves with people who have their best interests at heart and who really make them feel good about themselves. It's really, really important. And I think it is generally has been in the past, certainly quite overlooked and underestimated. True. So if somebody wants to get hold of you and talk to you, how do we do that? (laughs) I have a website, which is www.vanessawhite.co.uk. On there, there is my contact details. I have an email address, which is coaching at vanessawhite.co.uk. I'm also available on LinkedIn, Vanessa White. I'm on Instagram, Vanessa White Coaching. I'm also on Facebook. Vanessa White. Brilliant. So there's lots of ways people can get lots hold of, of you. Lots of ways, yeah. I would really like to thank you for coming in and having this conversation with me. Well, I've just learned so much and I certainly know from talking to you as well in the past, I think there's just so many areas that we talk about that, that we can even look at. So thank you once again. If anybody would like any further information, my website is shreefcareservices.co.uk. Thank you and look forward to seeing you soon.